0: Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you spooky bedtime stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized horror can be a strange but relaxing escape. From reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares, like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Listen to Scare You To Sleep wherever you listen to podcasts or find us online at bloody.fm. Sweet screams.
1: Hello there. And welcome to Camphaven Side. As you may have read from the podcast description, this show is a seasonal anthology horror podcast, meaning that every season is its own separate and unrelated story, and you can start with any season when listening to it. If you are a fan of Hemophobia and you would like the show to continue to exist, please support the Patreon at any tier from 3 to 7 to $15 a month. In return, you'll receive early access to new episodes, a mini-episode made based off of you and your fears, and even access to virtual live shows wherein I perform material from Hemophobia streamed for all to view. Also included is access to the patron-only Discord server where you can chat with myself, chat with other fans, and also have access to regular live streams as well. Join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash cswhorror, no dots, no dashes, and the link for it is down in the description as well. If you are a fan of Hemophobia and other podcasts as well, you can always support the show by subscribing to Apollo+. Plus. Apollo is an audio-fiction-only podcatcher app with the best interface I have seen in any podcatcher app, and by subscribing to their paid service Apollo Plus for just $10 a month, you'll receive a variety of content such as early access to episodes, ad-free listening, and bonus episodes as well, from shows like the SCP Archives, 13, and Mayfair Watchers Society. From Hemophobia, you will receive early access to new episodes, as well as ad-free listening, and other perks along the way. You can access Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcasts app, or by going to www.apollopods.com. The link is in the episode notes as well. And of course, if you enjoy Hemophobia, go ahead and pause the episode now and leave a five-star rating and review on whatever podcatcher that you listen to. It really does help. Now presenting, Camp Side. As always, Hemophobia is a horror podcast and thus contains very graphic content. All content warnings can be found in the episode notes down below. The role of Sam and the blood are played by CSW. The role of Grace is played by Kayla Temchiv. The role of Shane is played by Mason Amadeus. The role of Molly is played by Brooke Jeanette. The role of Judith is played by Annika Hanson. The role of Timothy is played by Brad Colbrook. The role of Thatcher is played by James Oliva. The role of Calvin Sanders is played by Jordan Reed. The role of Dennis Reeves is played by Ian Eberson. The role of Heather is played by Talmanier. The role of Malcolm Gray is played by Graham Roat. Ensemble is played by Dustin Parsons, Caroline Minx, Tucker, and Haberlin Roberts. The choir is made up of Brooke Jeanette, Mason Amadeus, Haberlin Roberts, Caleb Ritchie, Atticus White, and Noel Woolery. Additional vocals contributed by Annika Hanson. All writing and sound design by CSW. Enjoy Wednesday Part 3, and look out for Thursday, coming Thursday, February 15th. Sam felt the leaves. He ran his fingers across them. They felt firm, solid. They felt like the only real thing. Realer even than his fingers Than him
2: They were colorless
1: Everything was colorless Everything looked empty, and nothing was clearly visible, at least, nothing but the leaves,
2: everywhere around him.
1: He looked at them for a long time. He felt them with outstretched hands that he didn't remember raising. He looked at them until he felt them looking back. He felt them until they felt him. Sam woke. Although he was unsure, he had been asleep. He looked down. Saw his feet covered with dirt and grass. He had sleepwalked. He looked around him, saw the same things as he had seconds before, trees around him on every side, the night sky empty above him, leaves he had been stroking just a few moments previously, leaves that looked closer to him than he remembered. Leaves reflecting moonlight in isolated patterns, like small, pale faces in the dark, looking at him. He followed their gaze. He saw that he was naked, covered only by a thin pair of boxers. He threw his hands over his body. He looked around him. He searched the empty trees. The cool of the night felt him harshly. It touched him like an invisible hand. His skin was cold. His flesh heavy and damp. His arms clutched tightly to his body, covering his nakedness as his eyes searched everywhere, but... For what? What was he looking for? Who was he hiding his body from? What was walking... Sam's eyes darted. Looked for the movement. All was still. He squinted, tried to see what could not be seen in the darkness for it always seemed to come when he could not see it coming and seemed always to come from where he could not see for he had been looking elsewhere always looking elsewhere because the sounds were coming from behind him. Sam turned around. The leaves behind him slowly went still. Cut. His body was cold so much colder, his mouth was dry, though he held his arms in place over his body, it felt as though his flesh had already been felt, had already been held, that it had been As the leaves rustled before him, they still felt to be the only thing that was real, the only thing that was true, carrying with them another truth. Nothing would stop it from
2: touching him.
1: Sam blinked. He stared at the tree for a long time before he knew he needed to run. He felt his feet bring him backwards. He felt his legs begin to walk, then walk quickly, then run, stumble, nearly fall to the ground as his body swung in the opposite direction of the rustling leaves, now beginning to sway more strongly. It was the last thing he saw before nothing. Blurs and darkness overtaking him, the empty sky consuming all. In the black, he felt his lungs breathe for him. Felt his feet walk for him. Felt his body brush against leaves in its stumble. Felt their invasive and longing touch. And he couldn't seem to stop brushing against the leaves. And no matter where he went, they always seemed to rustle so closely to him. His naked body was so cold. His naked body hung about him like a sackcloth. His naked body was becoming numb, feeling bleeding out of it, or being replaced by something else, something different, something in him but not of him, something that would rip him open, filling him with new blood the closer he came to. Sam stopped running. He saw a light. Passing by in the corner of his eye. His head swung around. Found it. A thin glow across moonlit earth. shined out toward him, for him. Squinting through the darkness, he saw it clear, the first thing he had seen clearly for a long time. It was light, coming from behind the barely parted door of the abandoned cabin. real light he had seen that night. The last light he could remember having seen. And he felt that he should enter. Sam walked slowly, slowly toward that vine-covered structure sunken into earth. But that looked to him now like a chapel. He had seen what was inside before, had seen the leaning walls and filthy floor, had known he would never set foot inside again. But now, it looked like a sanctuary, a place he could hide stay, the only safe place left for him in that camp. As he reached the door, held the knob, Sam heard voices, wordless voices, familiar voices, Sam's naked body was cold. He opened the door and entered. Like bodies squirming on brimstone. Oh, within the four small walls of that golden cabin. A communion. A devotion. A litany from flesh to flesh. Oh God. And deep cried out to deep and all were thirsty. All asked and all received from faces to flushes to glistening lips to the flowing of milk and honey oh. and during and exiting narrow paths
2: each controlled another's body
1: in a way that was holy and honorable oh. and with every cry gave thanks unto their lord and then turned their blessings back into praise bringing tones to rest on each other tasting choices to Seed landed on good soil, fertile and fresh, or landed along curving paths to be eaten up, or among thorns which grew up with it, stiffening like a pillar of salt before again swallowed by another mouth, tasting two different masters, going down smoothly for her beloved, gliding over lips and teeth. All lips met one another, a pair of every kind of unclean animal, greeting one another with a holy kiss, eagerly grazing among lilies, as a deer thirsts for the water. One was lifted into the air, her skin like unleavened bread as the multitude passed her from hand to hand, to lay her down between a circle of five husbands. A single kiss, then her play. Do what you came for. The sword was drawn to the tempo of her
2: hymn. Oh, sinner, come on down. Uh, come on down, don't you want to come? Uh.
1: Until it dropped lower, into a gate even narrower squeezing in as a camel through the eye of a needle. Another came instantly to stand in front of the woman who was about to release it, so that she might devour it the moment it flooded back out. It poured in a stream, wine from between loaves of bread, anointing her head with oil, drenching her hair with dew. Her open lips swallowed the scroll, sweet in her mouth and within moments her lips dripped sweetness like the honeycomb, honey and milk under her tongue. Sam stood and did not move. He felt his fingers numbing. He watched and felt his once cold body become warm, hot from within. Her voice was like a trumpet of revelation.
0: Sammy boy!
1: A fold of bodies opened like an unsealed scroll. Her words were distant, but sharp. The eager screech of an owl.
0: Arise. Come, my darling my beautiful one, come with me.
1: Molly was carried forth from the fold, held up by 10 boys laboring her slowly to the ground, then kneeling at once behind her. Her body, a lily among brambles, was magnified by nudity, flesh thick and engorged, kings and inhabitants of the earth intoxicated as a raven, covered none of it, running down her back in full exposure. Obscene glory lined with polished ivory, clusters of henna blossoms bare and uncovered. Her mouth, a scarlet ribbon, parted slightly in a grin. She looked at his body. His face shook, teeth chattering. His skin felt cold, his insides hot. A divided house unable to stand. His hands felt the call to cover him. But they didn't.
0: What's wrong? What's wrong, Sam? Is Sammy Sammy boy afraid afraid of me?
1: His face was set, numb, or so hot that he could not feel it.
0: Sammy boy doesn't even wanna look at me. Sammy boy doesn't even wanna look at me.
1: Sam stared at her. He stared at her body. His throat felt embers, scorched. He felt sulfur in his veins.
0: Let me come a little bit closer.
1: Molly began walking, a twisting, winding, serpentine path in his direction. Sam went back as far as he could, but it hurt. It hurt his blood, convulsing as if to escape him, to rip out of his veins and leave him empty. It flailed and screamed as Molly came very, very close and whispered into his mouth.
0: Dark am I, yet lovely. (laughs)
1: Molly sat with full weight onto one of the boy's upturned face, gyrating slowly, stifling his suffocated voice. She stood back up, and the boy fell backwards with the face of a blind man healed, awe opening fully his eyes and mouth. The other nine quickly attended him, kissing and inhaling his face. Molly looked into Sam's eyes. She looked so deeply. She looked at the blood inside of him. He could not bear to touch her with his eyes again, and so he closed them tightly. Holy him into a cruciform pose. He felt his boxers touched by lithe fingers.
2: Dark am I, yet lovely!
1: He opened his eyes, looked down at his bare self, his body a desert, and slain with thirst. Molly spun around and pressed her tail against him. (sighs) The force was firm, strong between surpluses of flesh. Sam's abdomen lurched, felt flames pierce them from within. His eyes rolled into his skull. His face went numb, He raised his head to the ceiling, faced the sky. He prayed with bloodless lips. All their sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? you received. Oh God. You are not your own.
2: You are not your own.
1: Arteries convulsed. Tears continued to fall, a flow of blood and water.
2: To tell us that.
1: Sam stopped praying. He looked down at her. and the curtain was torn in two. He put himself inside her. He gripped her by the ass. He touched her with
2: his eyes, with his hands.
1: He shook her insides into his couch. Until she was empty of space. His nails into her with fingers that felt like claws. Bad,
2: they looked like claws. He tried to breathe,
1: he couldn't. He lifted his body to there was nothing left. Sam was staring at an iron wall with a drawing on it and a name written. Sam felt the cool of night again. He heard the crickets of the forest. He felt the humid air of that cabin. (sighs) Sam listened. He listened for what he had already heard. He listened so he could believe that he... Then did he realize he could smell something. He could smell something awful. He could smell it from where he hid her. Behind him. Was coming from behind him. (laughs) Sam's flesh was weak, so his spirit became willing. He turned around a mossy silhouette. Nearly twice Sam's height, black and almost invisible in the dark, made entirely of foliage running in twisted tangles around a shadowy, hidden body, tree branches forking out to form hands, claws. Gilly stood before him. (laughs) Sam faltered. Fell. He buckled backwards onto the ground. His glasses fell from his face, and frantic hands scampered along the floor, desperately pushing his body away in a crawl. It moved from one monstrous foot in front of the other. Its mossy body shambled forth, twitching and cracking. Sam struggled backwards until he reached the wall. His breath came thinner with each gasp. Somehow without his glasses he could see, could see with perfect clarity, the abomination towering forth. See something at the center of the vines. Could hear its breath as it approached. <coughs> Sam's lips folded in on themselves. His throat felt a wretch clinging to the back of his tongue. He felt again the tears. inside the thing. A body, the remains of one, was just barely visible behind the black weeds, perhaps synonymous with them. Sam could see the semblance of a ribcage, strung up in vines, tangled in branches growing through it. He could see half covered by blackened lids, eyes. He could see a mouth, or what had once been one. He saw the pieces of lips. one with the colossal thing of leaves, sharing a body and identity, feeding life into that which held it closely, closely, closely. And maybe it was Sam inside the thing, or a piece of him. Maybe it was a camper from decades ago. Maybe it was Eve or Adam inside, suffocating, clinging barely to life, never banished from Eden, but trapped inside of it, swallowed by it, able only to continue living from inside the deformation cast upon them, the thing born from their shame as their names were cursed and their pains amplified. Sam turned away, pressed his face into the wall, into the horrified illustration likely penned by someone in his very position. And he wept that the name had ever been uttered, that he had ever come to Camp side that he had ever come to behold the eating of flesh, the drinking of blood. Then the leaves covered him